Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel, Star Wars, and everything in between. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media merch and more. Today, we are recapping Andor episode 10 in full spoiler detail. So if you haven't seen the episode, I would get out of here. And I'm joined by two great gentlemen. Uh, really, really excited. I've become a, a big fan of these these guys' podcasts. Um, I think they're just really good, well-rounded gentlemen. So I couldn't be more honored to be joined here by Zach and Kyle. Guys, how are you? Great, great. How are you? Yeah, good. how are you? <laughs> I am great. Very excited to be doing this. Um Kyle, I'm gonna throw it to you first, because okay. um, uh, I, I hear a lot from Zach. We do, I, I did a podcast with Zach, but I'm excited to get some chatter going with you. I want to get your takes here, and or here we are, episode ten. We've got two episodes left. Mm-hmm. What have you thought about this series as a whole? Uh, so far, it's been pretty intense. I'll say that for sure. I haven't. I to be honest, I haven't been watching the show for a while, but I binge watch actually the last three episodes. So it kind of worked out. It was actually an arc for us being in Arkina Five, um, for the prison for Andor. So I thought that kind of worked out, but it kind of gave me a very big surprising um shock to what happened throughout this really cool arc. And I'm excited for what's going to be happening in the future. I see Andor has kind of redeemed himself we got an introduction to a new character and this whole i love the whole arc essentially and i love how it's been going so far and i'm excited for how the last two episodes are going to be yeah no i think this is like i'm just so giddy um you know i said it in the discord that we're both in that like you know i was i wasn't super high on it to start but like now i'm starting to realize you know, those were the footsteps needed to get to where we are now. And like mm-hmm. every episode is just like a nice big warm bowl of popcorn. And I just can't get enough. So, uh, uh, Zach, what about you? You're, uh, I mean, I, you got the Andor poster, like you're raring to go. Uh, <laughs> let, I'll ask you more specifically episode 10. Uh, what'd you think? I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I thought it was a blast. Um, the last few episodes kind of have been building up to this big moment. Um, and I think for sure it has paid off. I don't think it was as big of a, as big of a scale as what I think it was episode six was. Um, but that's completely fine. I thought this was this had way more attention, way more character development. And I think we're really starting to see Andor grow as a rebellion um, against this cause. Yeah, it's interesting because we don't really, you know, I guess there are like a lot of action set pieces in this. But like, especially in the second half, it's like, the the action is on the back burner in a little bit mm-hmm. and what i really mm-hmm. appreciate about this show is a lot of like the confrontations a lot of the battles are in dialogue and the mm-hmm. way people talk to each other i mean we got so many different examples of that in this episode with luthan and lani with mon and davo like every single conversation is kind of like a mini war with words and uh i just think it's so well written i think this especially this episode just chef's kiss i love it yeah, I thought for sure the conversation between Luthen and Lonnie was like I was taken back, like so much tension and everything. Like that was just it was amazing. Yeah, I think it was pretty interesting just seeing how it's a like you said a war of the words instead of war of the worlds. I think it's a really cool way of announcing it that way. And yeah, it's so it's such a different way of looking at it. Like yes, we're so used to seeing actual fight scenes and all that, and yes, we did see that in episode ten. But just seeing all the back, like you said, all the actions now in the kind of back burner for these ones, it's kind of interesting seeing how it's now being um, manipulated in this show and how it's being added. But it kind of pays off in the end once you get through all the dialogue and all that. 
Do either of you watch Succession? I want to. Yeah. <laughs> no, unfortunately. I never heard, heard of it, actually. I've heard nothing but amazing things. Yeah. It's it's an HBO show and it's basically like it's like it's about corporate America, really. And like, you know, at first glance, you're like, okay, why am I gonna watch this show? It's like just a bunch of people in boardrooms kind of talking, but like the show is so well written and that like it's just like Andor. Like every conversation is just like the one between Lonnie and Luthen or Dav like there's like it's kind of like you know the Game of Thrones of uh like corporate America which I think is super fascinating so you know just on that I, I see a lot of similarities there and like at least the writing yeah oh, I agree it's especially getting uh, hot off of like uh, House of the Dragon um so again a lot of like big big conversations that's mm-hmm. just so tension building and it's it's amazing I love it and it's funny because I think a lot of people are comparing this show to like uh, Mandalorian, which is probably the most beloved Disney plus star Wars show um, out of the three or four. Um, And that show is just nothing but action. You know, there's barely, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of dialogue, but not as much compared to something like this. I think it's just weird. Cause like you said, how Mandalorian so action focused and Andor is more, I guess more dialogue focused. I really think it's interesting seeing, what do the audiences prefer? Do they like more of the mm-hmm. war of the words or do they like actually like the action that we want to, that we're so used to seeing anyways in like all the Star Wars franchises. It's pretty like an interesting battle to see like which ones people prefer. Yeah. And um, you know, Mandalorian has like some really high highs for me. Like there's some moments mm-hmm. that are just some of my favorite moments in television, but I think pound for pound, I think the show takes the cake. I mean, I, I think it's more consistently awesome. Um, so I, I, is that a hot take? I don't know. Uh, well, <laughs> yo, and we have two episodes left and mm-hmm. honestly it's been amazing so far and it makes me sad. I just realized now that we only have two episodes left. <laughs> like I don't want this show to end. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, all right, guys. Well, let's dive into the episode. And honestly, you know, last week I said on the podcast I had the most notes I'd ever taken on an episode. And wow. honestly, I'm kind of, like, I have the least notes on this one. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a lot of it was the escape, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, there's mm-hmm. only so much you can talk about, like, them turning corners and shooting people. Which, again, I think that's, like, <laughs> what makes this show so great for a podcast is because there's not as much of that. There's a lot more to chew on. But, um yeah, we can dive right in where we pick up with uh, Kino and Andor, and uh, they're kind of having a conversation. Again, another war of words here. You know, Andor has this great line. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but basically, like, uh, you know, um, they they don't know fear until they figure out that everybody in here knows their plan and we're coming for them. So I I, I really like this. I really love Kino. Kino's incredible in this episode. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you have any thoughts about this opening segment here. I want to applaud Andy Circus, of course, like right mm-hmm. off the bat. He has done nothing but an amazing job. I've been loving every second that he's been on screen in this show. And I think there's this one scene where he's in his cell and you just see like, we. I compare this to like Moon Knight. We just see the entire shift tone of this this man changed before our eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just seeing a stubborn person who just thinks that, Oh, I'm going to get out of this place in like what? 240 ish days, give or take. Um, not real. That was his like main focus. He didn't think about anything else in general. Just wanted to get his sh- shift done, 
get his time done and get out of there. But then after realizing, oh, they learned that even if you're going to get out of there, you're actually not getting out of there. And like you can see, like you said, Zach, like the shift change in his face that, oh, I'm stuck here forever. And with that, realizing that he realized, yes, we need to get the hell out of here and escape this prison. This scene, it was so cool. Just seeing the change. So question for you guys. And I feel like this, so kind of jumping to the end here a little bit, but we find out later he can't swim and that's why he can't leave. So my question is to you guys, do you think, because throughout this episode, even he's even, even when he knows there's no other way out, he's super reluctant. You know, when he's on the intercom, he's speaking mm-hmm. slowly and or like, say more, do more, you know? And like, he's, he's always kind of like, he's not sure about it. He's, he's never too sure of himself. Um, I'm wondering, is it because he knows he can't swim and he can never truly get out? Or did he think there were gonna there's gonna like be a boat? I don't know. <laughs> I I was curious how they were gonna get out. I was like, are they all gonna fit five five thousand men on ships? Um, completely forgot they're in the middle of the ocean. I'll be honest with that one. Um, but there's this line he kept on. I think he said this once, but he said, "I would rather die than give them what they want." And I think something mm-hmm. like that just very much sticks to his whole mentality and his motivation to just just break free of what um this prison and help everyone escape i'm just thinking is he at does he actually say that he can't swim or was it like a lie from mm. doing that like does he not want to really escape or is it just because he feels so changed i don't know it's just i have a feeling for some reason in my head it's like what if he's just doing it just for mentality sake i guess or just because or I could be wrong that he actually just wants to get out, get out of there. But again, like you can't swim. That's kind of weird also that you can't swim also. Like, I feel like most people should know how to swim, but I guess with him, I guess it doesn't work out. Not in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious because like, you know, there's places like Camino that is like a water planet. And then there's mm-hmm. places like Tatooine, which is like a desert planet. So it's like, what planet did he grow up? Like there, it's, mm-hmm. there's a possibility that he grew up on a planet that had no water. So mm-hmm. um that would, or at least like no ocean or whatever. So um, I don't know. It makes me think. Uh, but yeah. What if they make a spinoff show for him? <laughs> oh my well, gosh. Here's the thing. Here's the, actually, that was my question. Uh, <laughs> what is he staying to become Snoke? That was Ooh. weird because I read the cast and he was Snoke. So yeah. I don't know why that happened unless that was just coincidental or was it just came to be? When I saw that, I don't know. I was confused by that. Well, not so much confused. I was confused why fans were like right rallying up against that because I, I mean it may it could make sense he could become Snoke, but I just seeing how different the characters are. I guess I mean we've barely seen Snoke in the sequel trilogy, um, but it could be a possibility. I guess that'd be funny though. Uh, it's probably not what's gonna happen. I, I think. I think the truth is like Andy Serkis is probably just friends with Tony Gilroy, and Tony Gilroy is like, "Hey, look, people don't like the sequels. We'll give you another shot. This is gonna be better than that." Um, so yeah, it works for me. I love seeing Andy Serkis when he's not in mocap, like because mm-hmm. he it just shows how much of an act, how, like great actor he is. Like he, he's just as good without it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved him in Black Panther as Claw. Like, Ooh. he was a pretty good character. Oh, mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing. But then him in, what was it, Planet of the Apes? I think the remakes. Ooh. Yeah. Kind of, it was mixed. I'll say it was mixed. <laughs> I love those movies. So, yeah. watch your mouth, Kyle. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I forgot you two are big, I guess, Planet of the Apes fans. Yeah, well enough. <laughs> uh, I'm not dissing oh, it. I still like it. Yeah. I want to talk about uh this here because this was something that like I was really confused about because in the past episodes we see Andor he goes to the restroom and he's like it looks like he's sharpening a knife. I thought he was making a shiv or something. Mm-hmm. Um but we find out this episode he goes in there, he's actually trying to cut into it. Uh, which, you know, number one, I'm like, I don't think you're ever going to cut through that. So he ends up like just breaking it. We find out it's like a water pipe. And I guess mm-hmm. the water pipe, the, the waters can protect them from the floors. I don't know. Uh, I thought this is this is a little weird. <laughs> I thought it was going to shock him. Like, yeah, that's what that's like basic physics, water and electricity that, that just spreads like it doesn't. You make don't. Time. Yeah, you don't mix that unless it's because of their planet that I guess water and electricity counteract each other. I'm guessing the water just like short circuited their system. I guess. See, my impression. I here's my thing: is like, are we even sure that it's like an electric shock on the floors? Mm. Because my question, like the way it looked with the especially the first time they did it, it looked like a super fast vibration, and it might have just been uncomfortable. I don't know. Maybe I guess they were kind of like stuck in place, that, so that would kind of apply. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking about nothing at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no that makes sense i i always took it as an electric shock because of their rubber boots um but yeah. i guess i don't think rubber would have much an effect if like they were if like the floor was vibrating either as well so like i, I think it'd go both ways too i'm just thinking what it would be with the whole red like with the red lights is that actually like electricity or is it just heat is from what i remember they talked about yeah i don't uh it's really weird. Need... <laughs> I'm gonna need the manual of these uh, floors. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is where we actually start the breakout here. They like fake a fight, and then people uh, have stopped the elevator. They're like climbing up on the elevator. A bunch of people are getting shot. They're throwing things. Uh, any any comments about the initial uh, fight here? Very rough. Mm-hmm. I would say it definitely like I. <laughs> they were literally like uh what is it shooting fish in a barrel at that point like they they had no no way of like really hiding or protecting themselves except throwing the parts at their guards yeah i thought that was interesting just having seen them throw it it's like okay they have guns and you're just throwing metal parts at them like what are the chances like you said fish in a barrel um you can succeed but it's going to be a very very low percentage that you'll actually hit them and then obviously you can see andor i believe he grabs one of the guards like legs and makes him mm-hmm. fall down and I guess that coincidentally helps him everyone else escape there. So tell me how one of what what there's like what 30, 30 men in that room or so. And tell me how one guards. Of, yeah, two guards. Tell me how one of them doesn't get lucky to like use what they're throwing, like to just hit one of the guards in the head. But here Andor is taking two guards out at once. Cause it's Andor. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. My thought was like, why doesn't the guard just leave and close the door and shock them. like i guess he would have like left a buddy i don't know but like i was like mm. eh, they could have been quicker I, th- I think this could have been easily avoided yeah they i think they definitely wanted to um have the perspective of it being very messy and rough and not so much a thought out well planned mm. um and i think they definitely like did a good job at perceiving that um r.i.p's all though dude started the fight he was the distraction Ugh. And he died away there. I guess it like, I mean, with any sort of prison breakout, I feel like most of them are just going to be, they're going to wing it. There's not really mm. a set plan. They have like ideas of what the plan would be, but it's not 
you know, you can never succeed in what's going to actually occur in certain prison breaks. Like looking at prison breaks in like previous movies or previous works, like most of them are just like, we're going to see what we can do and go from there. There was a lot of tension building up as that elevator was like dropping. Like mm-hmm. they were doing a great job with that. And I thought that was really fun. Yeah, you guys ever watched Prison Break, the TV show? I've heard it was I, good. I did, yeah. I think I watched up to, I forgot which season. I think the season that he was in some other country. I think yeah. so that's what I got up to. But that was a good show, though. I did like they, it. They, like, escape from one prison, and then they, like, get sent to, like, a prison, and then, like, Panama, and it's like, oh, yeah. now they're gonna do it again. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys are always getting sent to prison. Mm-hmm. Didn't like, they have, that like, one... five seasons? Yeah, so yeah i think but i think the guy didn't he have like tattoos all over his body just to like meticulously figure out how to break out of the prison because he was a civil engineer or something like that yeah that uh yeah that was that's that was cool he he actually knew what he was doing unlike these guys um (laughs) but so they end up uh and also i'm not sure i might my notes might be a little i'm just gonna talk about all those escapes up and we'll touch on some of the other scenes after but um they end up going they break into the room with the guards where they control the like the control room or whatever mm-hmm. and um i thought this was a really good scene he's like turn it off and he's like turn what off and it's like yeah that's a valid <laughs> question um uh, but Dang. yeah they, this is where he ends up they they uh apprehend these gentlemen turn off the floors and they take over the intercom and we get this incredible speech from kino powerful Yes. Yeah, I have like half a page of notes just on his speech alone. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just, it impacted me quite a bit. And I thought a speech like this is what really like leans me towards loving Star Wars as much as it, as, it, as I do. Um, I like the one part where Andor like yelled at the guards on program now. I think that was just, <laughs> I laughed at that. Um, but yeah, just absolute chills. One way out. Very iconic at this point. We heard it so many times throughout the episode. Um, very similar to this is the way in the Mandalorian at this point. I feel like that's how impactful that little catchphrase was. It's just such a big, like a victory or like a way of prom- trying to show or a way of motivating all the prisoners like, hey, let's do this. We have to get out of there. We want to leave this place because even if we try taking our time doing it and just in general, if you want to go through prison and just do your time, it's not going to work out regardless. So just seeing Kino provide that motivation, just it gives you chills and just showing the way that he didn't realize this was his epiphany that it hit him that, yes, we aren't going to get out of here, but we are going to get out of here. Just it's just crazy seeing that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's so much going through his head through, through this whole time. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned, it's like, what, what is mm-hmm. he really? Is he really thinking that he can get out? You know? Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think that's what's uh, so interesting. I, again, I touched on it, but like Andor just being like, that's it. That's all you got. <laughs> like, <I'm> just being, <laughs> like coaching. He's like his like debate coach or something. Like, come on, more. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I thought this was uh, Zach. Anything else on it? I don't want to. I, I, I don't well, want to <laughs> brush by too fast. I love the shot of the doctor. Like they they included that in someone like what like a day before giving them absolute no hope and any hope that they did had he crushed. Mm. Um, so of course they did. They literally did the opposite. They they mirrored that um, that whole aspect of like, hey, now I'm the one giving hope here. Doctor was just in utter shock. He was just 
Um, I love the scene where you see all of the men just running around and then you catch the guards like hiding in the closet. <laughs> That's kind of um, sad. Like just seeing that because like they knew that they're screwed. Like, dang. No, dude, Prisoners fuck those win. guards. Yeah, fuck Honestly, you're right though. They're Nazis, honestly. <laughs> dude, killing a hundred men. Yeah, no, they are Nazis. Yeah. Killing a hundred men. They don't care. Yeah. yeah, that look that uh, that Kino has when he's like, he, he talks about that in his little speech there. He's like, they they fried a hundred. And the look he gives them, it's like, it's just a reminder that like, you know, they didn't skimp on like the emotional weight that these guards had on the prisoners. And I think that was really powerful. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it was great. I loved it. Yeah. I think um, I read an article um that about Andy Serkis performing this whole scene. And I saw that he, he mentioned that the power, I think he said this in his um, article that the power of the individual can help others. And if you unite, you can change the shape of the future. And it totally relates, you know, they want to get this out of there. And, and he was kind of happy that, and he had to also do multiple takes of this, um, of his speech as well, from what I read. And it shows just how big he wanted to make this show, um, this impact to the show, just showing that it's really cool. Just seeing that. Ooh, I love that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Gosh. Great. Yeah. Man. Just keep bringing Andy circus back. Like, he Honestly. Can be like, you know, he can be a droid night. Like, you don't have to show his face, you know, <laughs> he could like, uh, just mocap him. You just keep him coming. We love him. Mm-hmm. Oh my just, God. I want him to read, read me a bedtime story. I feel like that'll be nice. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Dude, I like imagine it's him screaming at you though. Like, oh my God. it would actually like a gritty yeah. bedtime story. Just like... like him gritting his teeth the entire time. I don't know <laughs> why. Like, Little Red Riding Hood, <laughs> like something like <laughs> oh, ASMR. Man. Also, on top of that. Like, oh my gosh! <laughs> no, I'm just sad he can't swim, man. Like, what's yeah. gonna happen? Like, do you think he really stayed back? Yeah, like, I don't didn't go back. Yeah, I like how Andor just gets pushed. I'm like, okay, come on. Like, how how did he not get pushed too? You think like one of his buddies could like jump with him? Like, hey, hold on to my back, mm-hmm. kick your legs, we'll talk you through it. You know, mm-hmm. there could have been something done here, mm-hmm. or find like a life raft or something. Yeah. I mean, Do- you're surrounded by water. Shouldn't you have like precautions with like? life vest or a bow or like another ship for example mm. i didn't even see any ships that they use like or aircrafts like what the hell do we i guess i this question maybe for you guys um do we like the progression that andor has been going like you know kind of starting off as a bounty hunter and now has here he is leading yet another um rebellious cause but this one's more meaningful this one has like actually impacted him well, it's weird because, like, this storyline is so unexpected and that, like, he got put in here for reasons or for things he didn't even do. <laughs> um, That's true. And also, like, every other character outside of this story, they're looking for Andor. And ironically, Andor has already been caught. <laughs> like, Dedra is, like, putting all of her might into hunting this guy down when, in reality, he's already in her Imperial prison. So, I don't know. It's wild. Chiron breaking laws. <laughs> Oh my god! No, I th- I think it's been great. He's I I just it's really cool seeing that progression as him as a character because, you know, he was a uh, um he was just a punk kind of at the beginning of first half of the um season just doing what he wanted to do for himself, just trying to get himself by as much as he can, kind of ignoring the empire entirely, um just surviving with what he can do. So it's just really cool to see him 
rally up someone as powerful mm-hmm. as Kino, who he knew right off the bat he could. I, I think he had like such a pull with the guard, with everyone else in the prison. Who do you another? I think I have a question for you guys. Who do you think inspired him more to grow more for Andor to grow more as a character with Kino or with the bounty hunters, like person wise? Tough question. <laughs> uh, I, I think it very well could be, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's so much a person as it is the conditions of his current situation. Again, you know, being locked up for something he didn't do, that would piss you off. Seeing how they treated people here. I think, I, actually, Yulof as well, uh, his death and seeing how they worked him to death. Um, like, I, I feel like, I feel like all of this is, I think this would make a lot of sense if he were to come out of this being like, oh, I'm full rebel now. There's no like I'm not here, I'm not here for the money. I'm here to take down a horrible empire. Do we ever think he's going to cross paths with Mon? I feel like he has. Well, I so like actually, I mean, yeah. eventually he does, but like in this show, I guess. Yeah. In this, this season. Yeah. When we meet Andor in Rogue One, I believe that Mon is the one to introduce him, if I remember correctly. So mm-hmm. they definitely have a relationship, and I would love. I would love to see them come together at the end of this series. I know there's going to be a season two and maybe that is more about their relationship. So mm. yeah. What, who was, who is his um, adoptive mother name again? Oh boy. Uh, I keep trying to, th- I, I'm Marva. Trying to think Marva. Yeah. She, I think her kind of explanation, I think this was an episode six um, where she's like mentioning Clem, her husband, um, Andor's father. I think that really kind of like lit some form of light for Andor. But then he again he was able to run away like he always does with his money. And then um, like you continuously keep saying, Michael, like the situation um, I think just really has been such a big eye opener on how the Empire is, how how they're treating him, how they're treating just regular civilians and everything like that. Um, I think that one of the big parts was a few episodes ago when they mentioned like. Um, Aldani, the events in Aldani, Aldani like doubled everyone's sense. Yeah, definitely. So, um, uh, I'm I'm ready to talk about some of the other characters we meet in this episode. Do you guys have anything else to say about like the prison break and or anything else that happened before we move on? Cool. No. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I want to talk about Lonnie and Luthen because this was an interesting development. I'm not sure if this was on like y'all's bingo board at all, but I've I'll tell you what we have not talked about the theory on this podcast. But I was scrolling through YouTube, I saw a thumbnail, and it was this guy Lonnie's face circled, and it was like rebel question mark. And like I never watched the video, but that stuck in my head. I was like, people think he's a rebel, and so as I I try to pay attention to it and like basically every line he has, he's like trying to, you know, bat like slow down the empire. He's like, ah, I don't think we have to do that right now. You know, Oh, is that the right idea? Uh, maybe we can take a step back. You know, like mm-hmm. he very much is on the side of the rebels. And I think it was pretty clear in hindsight. Um, but yes, we find out Lonnie is um, he's, he's got some sort of relationship with Luthan here. I'll be honest. This character just went right over my head. Like, yeah, me too. It was uh, unexpected, I feel like. Well, that was the thing, because when I saw the thumbnail, I was like, why would they make this minor character like uh, somebody important? But they did it, and uh, it's interesting. He's pretty much Dedra's assistant, right? Or like pretty much like, so. right with her at this point. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, yeah, I just going into this, I, I, I was shocked only because someone as close as like um, with Dedger that he is someone who's literally trying to gun down Luthen. He has direct contact with and everything. I guess it makes sense if you want to spy within it, you need to find someone to do that. I mean, we've, we've seen that with also in what the newer Star Wars trilogy, we had that spy within it um, to help out um, Finn and the team. Hux? So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was another weird choice, right? It's always right? like the people you would expect, I guess. So um, I can't say like that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think I'm very fascinated about what is going to happen with this character because I feel like I could see it go two ways. I think I could see this guy dying tragically because his, his story seems so tragic already. Like it just seems like if you really want to put the nail in the coffin of tragedy here, uh, it would be sending this guy off. But I could also see a redemption arc for him where like you, Luther is basically blackmailing this guy. He's got all this dirt on him. He knows about his family, his new kid um he's he's a very afraid of luthan clearly um so you know i'd like to also see him get his comeuppance and like you know break away from both the empire and the grasp of uh luthan who's kind of a snake in this situation do we like luthan do we trust him definitely don't trust him <laughs> i i think i like luthan uh, I think he goes to some, he has like dark methods. Um, mm -hmm. But in some ways, I feel like if you're going to be in a rebellion and you want to do it right, you you might have to take some of these yeah. extremes. But mm -hmm. I, what I appreciate about him, and I've talked about this before, is like with Rebels and the original trilogy and a lot of different books, um, we see all these different rebel factions, but they never really explain how they come together. And Luthen seems to be the linchpin of everything. And uh, I really appreciate that as a character. Yeah, I think he's an anti-hero, I would say, um, for sure. And, Definitely. you know, growing up, uh, growing up on Star Wars, we never, like you said, we never saw how the other rebellion was formed. Um, and he said it himself, like he he's there to sacrifice his life to do the dirty work. Um, so the rebellion can pretty much happen. What about you, Kyle? Do you like him? I'm like mixed because yeah. he, I can see that he has a point on why he wants to do all of this, but at the same time, is it right to do so? Is it right for him to do all these like sketchy things and all that? Like, I just keep remembering seeing like the two sides, whenever he's in, working in his art shop, talking to, um, I can't think of anybody talking to Mon, yeah, to Mon and all that. It's just like, do I like that or do it does it make sense? But he has to do what he has to do, so I'm like mixed feelings with how I should react with him. Right. I'm wondering if we're gonna get an episode in probably more likely than season two of his backstory, kind of what has driven him to become. You know, he's comparable to Saw Gerrera at this point. He's mm -hmm. setting up. Um, like bank robberies and everything like that. He's like blackmailing people. Like he he's just as bad as Saw at this point. I feel like the big difference is Saul is more open, untrusting. I think okay. that's the best word I could describe. Like Saul's like he doesn't want to work with anybody. He doesn't trust you. If you're in his way, he's going to cut you down just because he doesn't trust you. Whereas Luthen is like. He seems to be much more motivated by the goal, and it doesn't. Re he does. 
honestly, it seems like Saul has more morals than Luthen because Luthen will do whatever it takes to get what he wants, whereas Saul has these very strict feelings about working with other people, and he doesn't cross that for anything. Hmm. Hmm. That's funny. Um. Okay. So, uh, do we have a do we have like a theory? Like, it almost seems like there's a big backstory between these two characters and Luthen and Lonnie. Like, uh, you know, is this? I, I would be surprised if like this was like an uncle figure to him or something. Like, they seem pretty close. Like you raised him, kind of thing. Like an adoptive father. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that, or like a mentor or something, or like an old coworker or something, or like an old relation yeah Ex- yeah. yeah boyfriends hmm? <laughs> yeah there you go ex-lovers uh, yeah ex-lovers. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't rule it out um <laughs> no i want to know because it seems like you know luthan's all for the rebellion lonnie is do we want to call him a rebel at this point because this conversation being as intense as it was very much indicated that Lonnie wants out. Like he doesn't want to, he feels trapped and I'm pretty sure Luthen told him that he was. Um, so I was, I think I've kind of like considered Lonnie just someone that Luthen kind of grasped, grasped his hold on early on. Um, and then was able to, I think he mentioned he was able to push him up in the ranks to get him as close as he is with Dendra. Um, maybe not specifically focusing on her as a, like a target or insights, but um, definitely trying to get him higher up there in the ladder. I think it makes sense just having him do that just so that way we get someone on the inside. And what other to do that than someone that we barely know? And then we see in the end, oh, we actually know who they are in the end. And that's how it kind of works out that now we have all these plans and all these manipulations and all that to figure out what to do with this, to get rid of this rebellion and all that. Now it's making me think, could this be a relationship comparable to him and Andor? Like Luthen was very keen on when to contact Andor and when to get him. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, and like Andor having the worst day of his life, pretty much. He <laughs> Luthen found him as a broken man and he was able to give him these opportunities or money wise, whatever. Um, so I'm wondering if something kind of similar happened with Lonnie. Yeah, and maybe that's like uh, some, you know, this might be foreshadowing to what happens to Andor in the future in his relationship with Luthen. Like, you know, is, mm. is Luthen going to get involved with his mother? And like, is he going to hold that over his head? Like, is this like the path that Luthen takes? He like recruits these young men that can help him. And then he was like, well, you, you have no choice now. You're kind of stuck with me. Like, uh, I could turn you in. I could I could hurt your family, you know. So. Like no, blackmail he- them. Yeah. No, yeah, I think that makes total sense. What do you guys think of Mon in this episode? Only because they keep hinting at her so much. Um, I, I do enjoy the politics. I know Kyle doesn't so much. Yeah. I like the action scenes, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I still like some of the dialogue. But yeah, I like action. Mon's my favorite character. I love Mon to Ooh. death. I, I, I thought the scene that she has here with Davo is really incredible. And, you know, I think some of it is you know is she being too picky you know like if it, you know should she adapt some of Luthen's strategy where like you know you just gotta do what you gotta do to get it done what i found interesting is we get this you know um uh zach we talked about house of the dragon and arranged mm-hmm. marriages davo basically brings up like hey you know 
I can help you out. Just, you know, we'll set up a date between our kids. And she's not having it. And what I found really interesting about this is, you know, not only does she not trust him from the get-go, we saw her in the last episode, like, be like, no, I'm not working with this scumbag. But she also was in an arranged marriage, and she's clearly very unhappy now. So the fact mm-hmm. that she's willing to be like, it's it's not even it's like the fact that like I've been through that I would never put my daughter through that like I thought this was really powerful and explain more about her character to me. No, yeah, I I loved it. I thought she was very 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 content in this episode. Um, I th- like just that conversation she was having with Davo. Like I was, that just her mate her meaner her tone she was portraying like very very strict professional whatnot. And I, I think the reason why they keep going her back and forth between Mon and Luthen and even Andor is because she's trying to fight the Empire the right way. She's trying to do it without getting her hands dirty as much as possible. Um, so I think those are kind of doing a great job going back and forth between the two. She's doing it under the table, whereas Luthen's like, you need to get down and dirty. Like You need to pretty much steal, what is it, a quarter payroll to actually make a difference. I think it's just interesting seeing the battle, just seeing everyone's way of trying to win, like mm-hmm. fighting versus finding having someone with a spy versus getting someone on the inside. Like everyone has their own way of getting to their goal. And it's just interesting seeing how everyone wants to approach it. And we're seeing all of those different storylines. And I'm hoping all three of these storylines kind of like merge into one to see the final end goal. She has good morals, which I think is really good because right off the bat, we see Andor kill people. So she's kind of like the light inside all of this darkness that is mm-hmm. that is this show. Yeah, Kyle, I think that was really well said because like everyone has not only their own motivation, but their own way of going about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, Zach, you brought it up before. I think Luthen's motivation is more of a mystery to us. So I would love to see more of that backstory. But, you know, he is more of the cutthroat one. She's more of like the reserved and she's like, kind of like you said, and then Andor, like for the most part, at least up until this point, Andor's like, I just want money. You know, I'm doing this all for money. <laughs> uh, I don't really care. Like, I know there's some things with like the empire and his past that upset him, but like, that's not enough for him to become a rebel. So I think it's really interesting. I don't want to point out this line from Davo. I thought this was really fun. I'm going to get, I'm going to get a really good play out of the sound clip here with Tommy. That's the first untrue thing you've said. I don't know. I just really, uh, he totally calls her out. He's like, she, I, she says, I'm not considering it. And he's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I was taken back by that comment. That felt like such a Game of Thrones line. Just something that I like, work. oh, okay. Definitely making you take a double take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I do want to talk about, um, this is kind of, you know, there's a couple things that, like, we get some shots of, like, Senta in this episode. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I wish they give Senta more. I, I like, Senta seems really cool, but, like, she, you know, she's just kind of, like, standing around a lot of times. But I do want to talk about uh, this kind of the final thing uh, on the agenda here. But Dedra, uh, they, they very briefly talk about it, but they're basically, they're going forward with this plan to, like, mm-hmm. uh, stage this crash with this pilot. I had theorized that like this pilot had to be somebody important. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm really, I want to get you guys this tape because I'm just, I'm not sure what the point of all of this is. Um, like wh- wh- how is this going to pay off the pilot stuff? I was going to say, can I ask you a question on how this is like supposed to play out? I don't know if this makes sense because <laughs> all it is, is just words. Like we don't see anything. We don't exactly. have faces to the names. Yeah. She's trying. They have this pilot. They killed this pilot. And she's trying to bay out 
Anto Krieger. Is that correct? Right. Um, pretty much like, yeah, just like um, just a bait, baiting them out and just so they can get an upper hand on him. Um, yeah, I guess this is, I guess the, I, if I, I like got in my head, like I had to answer and say what this is amounting to, it's probably going to be the first confrontation between the rebels and the empire. Um, so I guess that's where it's going. It just seems so random. And like you said, it's like, there's not many things on the show that just play out off screen. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It just makes me think there's something more going on here. I'm still, I'm still on this bandwagon. It it's reminds like, me. Oh, go right in. I was going to say, it's just so weird because I don't, I can't put anything to a face to it or like a name to what's going to happen. It's just a lot of background stuff that we don't really know about yet. And I'm hoping probably within the next two episodes, it's going to say what's going to happen. It's, it's so vague. I don't know how you like about what the vagueness with this. All they keep talking about is the pilot, the pilot, the pilot, pilot. Like it just, just feels like the rogue one (laughs) storyline because that's all they did. Um, but I feel like Anton Krieger is going to be like maybe a famous actor or someone, someone they're they're really trying to keep out. Maybe even even a stage name or something. I feel like there there could be a possibility. Like I don't know, could be a famous actor or something. Andy Circus makes a comeback. <laughs> oh my gosh! Andy Circus in his third role. <laughs> I I would literally not complain. So. No. <laughs> Uh, well, all right, guys, that's kind of, uh, I think we touched on a little bit of everything. Um, any final thoughts to close this I, out? I do have one point yes. to make. My last bullet point on my notes is no Syrah, no Cyril, no Cyril, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> uh, what do you, how do you guys feel about that? Cause I, I'll tell you this, I, you know, um, very creepy character, kind of mm-hmm. like he only, uh, he's like, yeah, reminds me of like, um, a Reddit mod, you know, like uh, very, very incel type behavior from this guy. Um, but I will say he wasn't here this episode and I kind of missed him. Hmm. Interesting. Really? <laughs> yeah. I've complained think... a lot about his story about this. So it's kind of surprising to me because most of it's like him just sitting in the kitchen with his mom. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I'm like, I, I'm just so fascinated about where it's going and I want to see more. I saw a tweet the other day saying like his uncle better be like someone to take down an entire like um, empire fleet at this point with how much they're hyping him up. Yeah, that's another oh one. Again, it's like when they're when they're referring to things off screen, like Uncle Harlow or the Rebel pilot, it just makes you wonder. So. Who are these people? I need to know. <laughs> I think it's funny. I think in your last episode you were hinted at Sorel and Deborah having a relationship. Was that right? Yes, I, I'm still shipping it. I could see it happen. That would be like some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing when we saw May and what's his name? I can't remember. One of the agents in a relationship. But he, I don't know. He's, I I realized it at the end of this episode. I was like, oh, you know, we never got a shot of him. A little odd because we've literally gotten only like 30 seconds to like a couple minutes of him every episode. I'm getting just, I don't know if they're building him up at this point, but. I mean, I could see him killing Deborah. I mean, I don't know if anyone else has theories. Mm. Um, and then he just like pretty much stealing her rank. Um, that could be a possibility. But yeah. I, I have no idea where he's gonna go. And I feel like Cinta and Val can just be one character, like entirely. Like they're so random, kind of sprinkled on throughout the episodes. So like I feel like, yeah, it would just make more sense if like they just combined their stories as one. 
it's going to come soon. I hope, I hope so. It's just so many different plot lines and I hope it all merges together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really hope that finale sticks to landing and like, it really all comes together. Cause I think that there's a lot of interesting stuff on the board here and I'm excited to see how it pays off. So um, guys, thank you so much for doing this again. Yeah, of um, mm-hmm. We don't always do it, but we got like, a little time left here at the end. Um, mm-hmm. I want to do some recommendations. Anything that you've been, watching reading eating doing playing um <laughs> anything you want to leave the audience with that you want to tell people to check out do you guys have anything cow you you make some recipes <gasps> yeah I I a... hold on sorry i'm gonna cut you off real quick because this is a first yeah. i always say recommendations i say you can recommend anything you want usually people 99 <laughs> of the time it's movies or tv shows so mm. a recipe this is the first recipe on star wars i need to hear it oh bet so I love Gordon Ramsay and I love watching his cooking, his steak videos. Um, Make a steak. You can do it. All you need is get some freaking ribeye steak at your local grocery store or even a sirloin or anything like that. Um, Get like an inch thick steak, um, get a cast iron, buy some butter, buy some garlic and some thyme. Um, When you're cooking your steak, make sure your heat is high on that cast iron. Add some oil. Put that steak on there for like maybe two, three minutes, flip it over, mm-hmm. cook it for another two, three minutes and add some butter. That will add that flavor that you need and add some garlic and thyme just for a little bit of spiciness, you know, get that extra flavor in it. Then what you're going to do is tilt your pan, grab all that oil <laughs> and butter juices and baste it. So get a spoon and pour that juice on top of each other just to make that cook that steak cook beautifully and beautiful and delicious um do that for a couple like a minute or so if you like a medium or steak probably do that for like another minute or so then let it rest and once you do that you will have a beautiful steak i love steak it's one of my favorites <laughs> thank you for the motivation because i will say like i am nervous to make a steak like i don't want to mm-hmm. i don't want to mess it up uh, you like, don't need yeah. a cast iron yeah. yes you do it adds flavor <laughs> cast Doesn't iron really. adds flavor yes is there, what's the science by? Is there any science? It just happens. I think it's the metal. I don't know. Okay. I could be. Yeah, wrong, I think it's flavored, right? You can season. Season. Yeah, people do buy like seasoned cast iron skillets, but literally, I think it's just like oil and maybe some salt that they add on their cast iron. It's a whole process, but I don't follow it, and my steak still tastes fine. Okay. <laughs> I've been perfecting my steaks. Been taking tips from Kyle. So yeah, from uh, what he told me, he burned. He almost burned his apartment down. <laughs> a couple times uh zach do you have anything you want to recommend yeah going off of um kyle's uh recipe i'm gonna recommend the show the bear um kind of i know i watched this back in june kind of forgot about it since then but we kyle saw a cosplay at his recent con of someone dressing up as the main character and that just like reignited my love for this show. It's a great show, super in your face, really intense, very raw and natural. And if you love food, like that just adds to it. But it's, it's such a great show. You should give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Easy binge. I feel like a five minute episode, I think. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to let you guys down if I don't say something food related now. <laughs> <laughs> What's your so, recipe, Michael? Well, I don't, it's not a recipe, but if you recommend see it, a beer. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Well, I, I'm not sure how wide this beer goes, but it's my favorite beer. It's a coffee milk stout. It's called Gotta Get Up to Get Down by Wise Acre out of Memphis. I live in Nashville. They sell them here. I don't know how far out that goes, um, but uh, you know, 
Uh, check that one out. That's pretty good. Dang. That sounds delicious. And I do I have a food it. one uh, real yes. quick. Uh, guys, put pickles on your pizza. It's so good. Really? It's so good. If you like pickles, if you don't like pickles, then don't do it. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I prefer it over pineapple. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't hate that. Oh, um, hate pineapple. Yeah, I don't oh. like pineapple in general. It's not necessarily like a oh, okay. Pizza <laughs> really? Well, it's only in drinks. Yeah, I like pineapple flavored things. I don't know what it is, like texture or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an enzyme in pineapple that the enzyme in the pineapple is what can dissolve your tongue. Whoa. See, I thought you were going somewhere else because I thought there was no. maybe like something with pee. I don't know. <laughs> well, there's another thing, but I don't think it's appropriate. I don't. Yeah, I, I can say another thing, but I don't think it's appropriate. <laughs> not, not an air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's an enzyme in pineapple that apparently it can like dissolve some stuff in your tongue. So. Yeah, it's kind of scary. That and that's it. why they like pineapple on pizza because they they can't taste it because <laughs> their tongue is not dissolved and they don't know that it's bad. Uh, <laughs> the, the hot pineapple activates the enzymes yeah. or something like there that. There you go. Uh, guys, this is so much fun again. Uh, I don't know who's going to do it, but I would love one of you to plug the podcast and tell people where they can find you. Go it? for it, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at the Nerd Dose Podcast. Uh, we release episodes, I think, every week or so, depending on the day. Um, and don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at the Nerd Dose Podcast as well, uh, where we make some posts about movie references, any movie news that we see, or anything that we just come about when we're scrolling through our social medias, any cool posts any cool movie new updates or anything like that um follow it it's we provide some cool news and all that and we will love your guys' support cool all right again okay. thank you so much um i will close this out here i'd like to remind everybody to rate and review us on itunes and spotify preferably five stars uh also uh please subscribe because we're gonna be here every week so actually we've been basically doing twice a week recently uh trying to get as much coverage as possible uh, there's like a uh, hold on you guys hear about this there's a studio ghibli grogu short coming out tomorrow i guess i'm gonna have a podcast about that yeah coming out tomorrow yeah they just you're they joking just it. yeah i'm not kidding i oh, love studio gosh. ghibli yeah. oh my god funny. i'm excited i heard about it i didn't know when it was coming that's funny yeah I, you kind of heard some murmurs this past week but like it's been announced uh yeah so uh yeah i guess Wake up, watch that in the morning. Uh, oh, like, I am. Shoot. I'm going to try to get some sort of coverage on that. Uh, probably, maybe like a mini episode. Uh, yeah, for sure. But uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, you can find us. Just look up Star Wars. Also, we have merch in the bio. Or the bio, not the bio, the, the show notes. So check that out. Uh, also, ask us for a Discord link because we have a little Discord community going on. Uh, but that is all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye.